This is Tina Douglas, and you're listening to the Liam Photography Podcast with your host, my husband, Liam Douglas. Enjoy! Greetings, everybody. You're listening to the Liam Photography Podcast. I'm your host, Liam Douglas, and this is episode 174. So, being that uh, today is Sunday, August 8th, 2021, as usual, I am doing the weekly news and rumors roundup from the big four rumor sites of Canon Rumors, Nikon Rumors, Fuji Rumors, and Sony Alpha Rumors. So, let's move on over to Canon Rumors and see what they have for us for this week. Let's do this! First up, here is the upcoming Canon XF605 Professional Camcorder. Canon's next announcement looks to be for the Canon XF605 Professional Camcorder. This new camcorder is expected to be announced later this month with availability later in 2021. Below is likely the official description of the new camera from Canon. About the Canon XF605, the XF605 is a powerful new camcorder designed for ENG applications and a wide range of live and recorded productions, including sports, events, documentaries, streaming, and more. It offers a new level of performance and control to videographers who work solo. With 15 times optical zoom, professional connectivity, and advanced autofocus, including eye detection AF and intelligent head detection technology for the first time in the XF series, this is truly a versatile camera that is perfectly suited to studio work or in the field. Compact in size, but equipped with a full range of controls and connections, the XF605 integrates seamlessly into live production and studio environments. The large 1-inch CMOS sensor and the Digix DV7 processor deliver professional 4K UHD 60p, 50p shooting in XF-AVC and 10-bit 422, uh, MPEG-4 for exceptional image quality and maximum flexibility in post-production. The XF605 is the first professional camcorder to feature iDetect AF technology and EOS, uh, EOS uh, ITR AFX, an intelligent head detection technology that enables videographers to achieve optimal results even in the toughest conditions. Broadcast quality video. The 1-inch CMOS sensor and the Digic DV7 processor work in harmony to deliver 4K UHD 60p slash 50p in XF... Blah, 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 yeah, I just read that a second ago. As well as FHD 120p HFR for exceptional picture quality and flexibility during post-production. I'm not sure why they kind of repeated themselves for most of that uh, statement. Professional optics and control capture the finest details with the L-Series 4K lens with 15 times optical zoom and independent rings for zoom, focus, and aperture control. There are also three image stabilization modes plus built-in ND and infrared filters for added control. Achieve sharp focus of your subject's eyes with iDetect autofocus technology and intelligent head detection technology via the EOS ITR AFX, an innovative, quote, deep learning technology to detect a subject's head even when it's not facing the camera. Connectivity and professional streaming. The XF605 integrates seamlessly into live and studio environments with the 12G-SDI Wi-Fi and Ethernet for IP streaming. 
The Content Transfer mobile app allows you to edit news ML-G2 compliant metadata, transfer footage to your iPhone, and upload directly to FTP servers. Intuitive controls and customizations stay in control and customize the XF605 to your needs with independent controls and 11 assignable buttons. An improved touchscreen interface allows you to quickly and intuitively control on-screen settings, menu navigation, and playback control. A new multifunction slide uh, hitch opens the doors for additional accessories with larger capacities. Versatile recording options capture wide dynamic range in Canon's Log 3 for greater flexibility in post-production or shoot directly in broadcast quality PQ or HLG HDR formats. Simultaneous recording to two SD cards in different formats offers maximum flexibility for production needs. Shared color science, the XF605 supports the same color matrices as Canon's EOS R system and the Cinema EOS gamut, reducing the time required during post-production to ensure color match between camera shots of different gamuts. So it is definitely an interesting bit of news, especially for those people that are one-man shows but have a popular enough show that they can afford a camera like this. Uh, there's no information on what the pricing is going to be for the camera, but I can't imagine that it's going to be an inexpensive piece of kit. So, But nonetheless, definitely some interesting news from Canon with this new camcorder that's coming out. Next up, the focus shift issue with the Canon RF 100mm f2.8L ISUSM macro revisited in revised review. Brian at the Digital Picture completed his full review of the Canon RF 100mm f2.8L ISUSM last month, and one of the negative issues that stood out was the focus shift that he experienced with the new RF macro lens. In the spirit of being thorough, Brian got himself a second copy of the lens to see if he had received a bad copy or if the shift was by design. It looks like it's the latter. Did I get a bad copy of the Canon RF 100mm f2.8L macro ISUSM lens? My guess was no. Supporting that theory was a technical rep confirming the issue with his lens. The test results shared above had been forwarded to the Canon lens team in Japan. If you only want to read about the focus shift issue and see the test, just do a search, control F slash CMD dash F for bad copy, and read what Brian has discovered with two different copies of the RF lens. We have been discussing this issue on the Canon Rumors Discord server, and one person, Tig, has been communicating with Brian about this issue. While he has experienced it, his issues haven't been as pronounced. Quote, this was at micro scale at maximum magnification 1.4x, so to have this not move the subject out of the plane of the focus at f4 to f8 means there's very, very little shift. I'd definitely buy the lens again if I knew all of this. I tend to shoot at f2.8 when running and gunning while hiking or at something like f11 or f4 and doing some tabletop macro work. In both those cases, you wouldn't even notice any shift. So the issue may not be something all shooters will encounter, and it's possible that a firmware update uh, for the lens could fix this issue down the road. So it is interesting to see this. Um, I haven't had a chance to try out the 100mm macro lens myself. I would like to. I'd actually love to add it to my kit to replace the EF 100mm f2.8 I used to have. Uh, but we'll have to wait and see how things go. Hopefully, maybe at some point in the near future, I will get a chance to get one from CPS so I can do a review on it myself. Next up, patent Canon RF 24mm f1.4L and the Canon RF 35mm f1.4L. 
A patent application for some wide-angle fast prime optical designs has been uncovered by Canon News. Included in this patent are optical formulas for an RF22 f1.4, an RF24 1.4, and an RF35 1.4 LUSM. We have seen multiple patents for both the RF24 and 35, but keep in mind that we have also seen patents for an RF35 1.2 LUSM, which appears on our Canon RF lens roadmap. I feel like I'm beating a dead horse as lots of lens announcements have been delayed for obvious reasons. I have no timeline for any of the lenses on the roadmap, but I do expect Canon to have a lot of lens announcements in 2022. Canon is also probably making the right call on delaying announcements that they cannot manufacture due to the levels of demand. Of all these optical designs, I do believe that the RF24 is the most likely lens to hit the market in the future. There have also been patents for an RF28 1.4, which is what I want, in case you haven't been paying attention to my incessant whining for one. <laughs> All right, Japanese patent JP2021-113905, the Canon RF 35mm f1.4 LUSM, focal length 35mm f number 1.42, Half angle of view, 31.73 degrees. Image height, 21.64. Lens total length, 126.05 millimeters. And a back focus of 11.06. The Canon RF 24mm f1.4 USM. Focal length, 24.17 millimeters. F number, 1.42. Half angle of view, 21.83 degrees. Image height, 21.64. Lens total length, 124.64 millimeters with a back focus of 11.06 millimeters. And the Canon RF 22mm f1.4 LUSM, a focal length 22mm f number 1.42, half angle of view 44.52 degrees, image height 21.64, lens total length 125.60mm and a back focus of 11.06. Now I do find this article interesting. I do believe that Canon will release a 24mm f1.4 and a 35.14. Why? Because Canon already made those in the EF mount. The 22 millimeter, I don't think so. The only time I've generally seen a 22 millimeter lens from Canon was when it was a uh, telephoto lens, a uh, short telephoto lens like the 18 to 22. I don't really think they're going to do a prime 22 millimeter. I don't recall them ever making a prime 22 before. Uh, but there is a first time for everything, so I could be wrong. And if I am wrong and they did do a previous 22 millimeter in EF mount or an F mount, please let me know in the comments um, at the Facebook group, and I will be happy to correct that and give you props. Next up, industry news. Sony officially warns about CIS laser damage. Sony has released an official warning about CIS laser damage to CMOS image sensors. I imagine there have been some recently damaged cameras from laser sites in recent months that brought about this official warning. From Sony, quote, do not directly expose the lens to beams such as laser beams. This may cause damage to the image sensor and cause the camera to malfunction. Note, in either outdoor or indoor environments where there is a laser display, technology our tendency of direct or indirect laser beam bounce from reflective objects damages to the camera CMOS sensor is still very high. This risk doesn't just affect Sony CMOS sensors, obviously. Always take care of your camera around laser light presentations. There have been mentions of the risk of laser lasers posed to camera sensors in the past, as we saw people showing the issue once videography became a big part of interchangeable lens camera usage. 
So absolutely be very careful anytime you have your camera gear in the area of any kind of laser presentation so that you don't damage your sensor. Next up, exclusive DP review confirms what has already been confirmed. The Canon EOS R3 will be 24 megapixels. The Canon EOS R3 will be 24 megapixels as already confirmed here last week by a forum member. The fine folks at DP Review now have an exclusive confirmation that the EOS R3 will be 24 megapixels. You can't make this stuff up. From DP Review, quote, after speaking with a photo editor who manages images captured by photographers at the 2020 Tokyo Olympic Games, DP Review can confirm the maximum resolution of files coming straight out of the Canon EOS R3 camera being used at the Olympics is 6,000 by 4,000 pixels, meaning the sensor inside is 24 megapixels. File sizes come in between 14 megs and 16 megs. There you have it. Ganon with the great reporting again. <laughs> so at least we know we do have confirmation from two different sources, both CanonRumors.com and DP Review. And last up from Canon Rumors for this week, stock notice Canon RF 28-70 F2L USM. The Canon USA store has stock of the RF 28-70 F2L USM, which, like most RF mount lenses, is very hard to come by when you want one. The Canon RF 70-200 F2L USM key features bright constant F2.0 zoom lens, L-series lens with high image quality, control ring for direct setting changes, 12-pin communication system, dust and water resistant with fluorine coating, Air sphere coating or ASC minimizes lens flare and ghosting. Two UD elements in one super UD element. Zoom focal length is 28 to 70 millimeters. And you can pick one up for $2,999 at the Canon USA store while supplies last. And now we're going to move on over to Nikon Rumors and see what they have for us for this week. First up, TT Artisan announced a new 50mm f1.4 full-frame mirrorless lens for the Nikon Z mount. And there are some images here. You'll be able to find them in this article in the show notes. Today, TT Artisan announced a new 50mm f1.4 full-frame mirrorless lens for the Nikon Z mount. The lens can be ordered at Amazon US, Amazon Canada, Amazon UK, or directly from the Photo Rumors online store with free international shipping. The lens price is $280 American. Now, of course, this is a manual-only lens, but it is an interesting-looking lens. It's got a beautiful design, and I'm sure it probably is a fairly competent performer. So if you got a Nikon Z-mount camera and you're interested in picking one of these up, you can head on over to any of those sources to pick up your own copy and stick that in your kit. Next up, Nikon registered a new battery charger, the MH33, in Korea. Nokashita reports that Nikon registered a new battery charger, MH33, in Korea. Uh, certification status search results, Mutual, a Nikon Imaging Korea, company LTD, device name, battery charger, model name, MH33, derived model name, uh, nothing, uh, cer certification number, RR-NKR-MH-33, manufacturer is Nikon Corporation. Country of manufacturer is China. Certification date 2021-85. It is difficult to say if this charger will be for the upcoming Nikon Z camera. I don't think so. The Nikon MH32 model, for example, was designed for the Nikon Z50 and the ZFC. 
My guess is the new MH33 will be for the next entry-level mirrorless camera, the Nikon Z30 possibly. All Nikon MH battery charger models can be found at the accompanying link. And uh, that is interesting. We'll have to wait and see exactly what camera it is for. But it, yeah, he's right. It's probably not for the Z9. Next up, save the company through photography. 2020 has been the most challenging year we as a world community have faced in our lifetimes. My company, Dark. Uh, D'Artagnan, I think it is, had a particularly hard year as most of our clients are tourists, so no tourism, no sales, no flights, no exports. We entered a uh, world of art 45 years ago. We make 24 karat gold and .999 silver finished sculptures, mostly of wildlife, human form, Aztec, and Mayan art, home decor objects like table centerpieces, vases, and candle holders that make for great decor and special gifts. On October 2019, we had a website that barely sold anything, so I took the initiative of redesigning it. The further I worked on the project, the more apparent it became that the main reason for not being able to sell our art pieces was the lack of high-quality photographs. Even before we had new pictures, we decided to launch the new website on February 2020. We didn't have anything to lose anyways. Here are a few examples of the before and after. Believe me, I wasn't proud that the previous images stayed for so long after I saw what I could achieve. Some of them were taken with a film camera by my grandfather. Uh, one thing I didn't fully understand being an amateur of photography was the importance of a perfect white balance with the flashes as silver reflects all colors. With silver, you may be able to get away with because you can decrease a bit the saturation and the blue or yellowish hue will vanish. But with gold and copper, that's not an option. Any reflection with color will change how the colors appear in the picture. And that brings us to color checker. <laughs> this tiny piece of equipment helps you fix the colors, taking into account the lens, filters, light, the sensitivity of the camera sensor to different colors, etc. It indeed brought to life the colors from the art pieces. But even after all this, my images were varying from yellow to blue with no change in any setting in the camera. And then I found a pattern. All of the pictures edited during the day in Lightroom were more yellow, and all of the pictures edited during the night were more blue. The culprit, Night Shift, was active in my computer. Computer. Some of the pieces are easy to photograph thanks to their matte finish. For example, this elephant ear leaf is made of brushed silver for a rather gorgeous look, and the texture allows me to photograph it straight on. As some of you already know, photographing shiny objects is one of the most difficult tasks. You have to control every reflection so you don't appear yourself on it, but also make the reflections of the flash follow the contours of the sculpture so they appear more natural. Here is an example of a bad photographed object versus a good one. Uh, for years, the company struggled to sell anything on its website. After all this work, we realized that we weren't showing all the handwork and perfection of our sculpture in the place that most people will come looking for them. And boy, we have gotten some more, or gotten more attention. We even got to make the first Spotify Awards on 2020. All of the pictures were taken with a Nikon Z6 with an FTZ adapter, a Samyang 24mm f3.5 tilt shift, and three Godox QS600 flashes. For all of you who want to discover our collection of animal statues and home decor that includes table centerpieces, fruit bowls, vases, candle holders, among others, we invite you to look around our website at https www.darktanya.com. And only for Nikon Rumors fans, I would like to offer you 25% on anything you buy with the code Nikon Rumors Rocks.
This website has been a true source of inspiration and directly responsible for the success of our company through the coronavirus pandemic. Well, that's fantastic. And I'm happy to see that they revamped their site, created some better quality images, and now their website's making money for them. That's always a good thing. I'm always happy when a business can be successful, especially smaller businesses. Next up, Nikon Q1 financial results are out and they look very good. Today, Nikon released their financial results for the first quarter of the year, ending March 2022, and the numbers are better than expected. Increase in revenue in all segments, imaging product business uh, increase uh, 24.9 billion yen in revenue and 17.5 billion in profit. Uh, significant recovery in sales units of digital cameras, strong mirrorless camera sales, revenues nearly doubled. Nikon also revised the revenue and profit upward. Here's the relevant data for the imaging products business. Quarter one, year over year, increased revenue and operating profit. Mirrorless and high-priced interchangeable lenses have enjoyed strong sales on recovery in demand for cameras. Higher ASP on further progress and shift to models for pro hobbyists. Revenues nearly doubled due in part to the weaker yen. Q1 operating profit improved significantly year over year due to subdued sales expenses and deferred partial expenses to Q2 and beyond. Forecast for the year ending March 31, 2022 for the imaging products business, revenue surpassed by 19.8 billion yen year over year, surpassed by 5.0 billion versus previous forecast. Operating profit surpassed by 48.3 billion year over year, surpassed by 7.0 billion versus previous forecast. Uh, so that is definitely great news. It looks like Nikon is getting things turned around, and I'm very happy to hear that. Like I've said in many previous episodes, I didn't want to see Nikon go the way of the dodo bird. They, like Canon, have been around for over a century, and it's always good to have competition and choices in the camera industry. Next up, Viltrox 24mm f1.8 and 35mm f1.8 autofocus lenses for Nikon Z-mount now available for pre-order. Uh, the previously rumored Viltrox mirrorless autofocus lenses for Nikon Z-mount are now available for pre-order. You can order the 24 f1.8 for Z and the 35 1.8. Additional information on the Viltrox 24 f1.8, and there's some beautiful images here. Overview, characterized by its sleek design, the 24mm f1.8 lens from Viltrox is a 24mm wide-angle prime lens designed for the Nikon Z-mount full-frame mirrorless cameras. The flexible wide-angle focal length pairs with the bright f1.8 maximum aperture to suit working in a variety of lighting conditions and enables enhanced control over depth of field for isolating subject matter using selective focus techniques. The optical design incorporates three extra-low dispersion elements and two spherical elements, which combine to suppress a variety of aberrations and produce high sharpness, clarity, and color accuracy. Three high refractive index elements are included to suppress a variety of aberrations and distortion, and an HD nano multi-layer coating has also been applied to reduce flare and ghosting for greater contrast and bright and backlit conditions. This compact lens incorporates an STM stepper motor, which produces fast, near-silent, and accurate autofocus performance along with full-time manual focus override. An internal focusing design also contributes to quick performance. The lens features durable metal construction and an integrated USB Type-C port for future firmware updates. 
Key features, prime wide-angle lens designed for full-frame Z-mount cameras. However, it can also be used with APS-C models where it provides a 36-millimeter equivalent focal length. Bright f1.8 maximum aperture suits working in low-light conditions and, and also affords greater control over depth of field. Uh, the elements, yeah, I'm not going to read on that again. Uh, let's see here. I autofocus supported on enabled cameras, integrated manual aperture ring for tactile exposure control. This ring also features an A position for automated camera-based aperture selection. Nine-blade diaphragm contributes to a pleasing bokeh quality and in integrated USB-C for firmware updates. That is definitely exciting. And Biltrox has been doing some really cool things uh, in the last few years. Uh, if you've been by my YouTube channel, you know I did a review on a Viltrox uh, EF to R adapter uh, for the Canon EOS R series cameras. And in my testing, it worked just as well as the Canon adapter did. I was extremely impressed. Specifications on this first lens, focal length 24 millimeters, maximum aperture f1.8, minimum aperture f16, lens mount is Nikon Z, format compatibility full frame, angle of view is 84 degrees, minimum focus distance is 11.8 inches or 30 centimeters, maximum magnification is, uh, is 0.1 times, optical design 11 elements in 9 groups, diaphragm blades 9 Focus type, autofocus, image stabilization, none. Filter size, 55 millimeter front. Dimensions, 2.8 by 3.3 inches or 70 by 85 millimeters. Weight, 12 ounces or 340 grams. Now, what's in the box? The Viltrox 24 millimeter lens, lens hood, front cap, rear cap, and lens pouch. Details, product Viltrox 24mm 1.8, manufacturer's Viltrox, of course, model is AF24 1.8Z, SKU is AF24 1.8Z, RM product is 89081, lens type wide, full frame format, and so on. So this is definitely a bit of exciting news, and you can get 10% off Viltrox lenses at the official online store with code Nikon Rumors. And so you can find all of that in the show notes for this episode and check it out for yourself if you're interested in picking that up and having that lens. And that is going to wrap up everything for Nikon Rumors for this episode. And we'll take a short break and then we'll head on over to Fuji Rumors. We hope you're enjoying this edition of the Liam Photography Podcast. The best way to support the show is to subscribe in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or anywhere else that you get your podcasts. If you want to leave comments or suggestions for future episodes, you can call or text the show at area code 470-294-8191. And you can email the show at liam at liamphotographypodcast.com. You can find the show notes and links at liamphotographypodcast.com. And you can tweet the show at liamphotoatl using the hashtag. Hashtag Liam Photo Podcast. And now back to the show. And we're back. And now we'll head on over to Fuji Rumors and see what he has for us for this week. First up on Fuji Rumors, 7 Artisans 50mm F095 is now available. The 7 Artisans 50mm F095 is available at Amazon US and Amazon UK. For price, specs, and first sample images, check out the dedicated Amazon page at the accompanying link. APS-C normal length lens, normal length prime is designed for use with Fujifilm X-mount mirrorless digital cameras, providing a 75mm equivalent focal length. 
it is well suited to everyday shooting with subjects including portrait, street, nightscape, landscape, and reportage. Optical design, its optical system consists of seven elements in five groups, which including two Hoya ultra-low dispersion elements to improve contrast and color rendering in a variety of lighting conditions. Ideal aperture, a fast 095 maximum aperture, suits working in low light conditions and also offers great control over the depth of field. A 13-blade diaphragm contributes to pleasing out-of-focus quality when working with selective focus techniques. All-metal construction, the all-metal lens barrel features an engraved depth of field and focus scales. Additionally, a metal lens mount also offers increased durability between the lens and the camera. Multi-layer coating. The multi-layer coating has been applied to individual elements and reduces flare and ghosting in order to produce great contrast and color accuracy when working in strong lighting conditions. And there are some sample images there that are absolutely amazing. This lens looks like it's fantastic. If you have Fujifilm X-mount gear, you may want to pop on over to Amazon and pick up a copy for yourself. It does look like a fantastic lens. Next up, Topaz released Sharpen AI version 3.2, save $30 until August 20th. Topaz announced new update Sharpen AI software until August 20th. You save $30 on Sharpen AI using our checkout code FUJIRUMOR. Download a free trial version at the accompanying link. What's new in Sharpen AI version 3.2? More powerful Sharpen AI models. Motion blur, very blurry version 2 now covers 1.5 times more motion blur. And 2 soft slash very blurry version 2 further reduces artifacts so you can sharpen more extreme blur with improved output. Usability improvements to in-app masking, additional keyboard shortcuts, real-time display of brush strokes, color and opacity customizations for overlays and more. Improved color and tone processing for RAW and DNG files. When available, Sharpen AI will apply a camera-specific color profile as well as provide improved overall color accuracy. Topaz Lab products save 15% with, co- uh, with code Fuji Rumors. So definitely some exciting bit of news there from Topaz. Next up, Fujifilm GFX 100S, Kaza Leather Case Reviews, Fuji Guys How-To, Comparisons, Stabilization Tests, and more Roundup. In honor of the Fujifilm GFX 100S, which I own and made me break my likes record on Instagram with the very first GFX 100S image I've shared, today Fuji Rumors is going to dedicate to this wonderful camera whose only issue is that it lacks XT alike dials a roundup. Fujifilm GFX 100S can be purchased at B&H Photo, Amazon US, Adorama, and Focus Camera. The GF32-64, you can save $500 at B&H Photo, Amazon US, and Adorama. The GF 50mm F35, save $200 at B&H Photo, Amazon, and Adorama. The GF 45 F2.8, save $200 at the same retailers. Mail-in rebates end August 22nd, pay full price, and then get $500 or $200 prepaid MasterCard back after your purchase. Check out this Fuji page to claim your money back. And that is definitely interesting. I'm kind of jealous that he was able to get himself a GFX 100S already. I would love to have that camera, but unfortunately, I just couldn't pull the trigger on it uh, due to the cost. And we were doing a lot of remodeling on the house. Next up, X-Mount Roundup, Mitocon 35mm T1 Speedmaster Sin Lens, why I sold XF. Uh, 56 millimeter f1.2 seven artisans review and more 
The Mitocon 35mm T1 Speedmaster Cinema Lens for Fuji X mount can be bought at B&H Photo for $599. Here is a rather huge roundup gravitating around X mount lenses. From the brand new Mitocon 35mm T1 Speedmaster Cin Lens to third-party X mount lenses and Fujinon XF lenses, you can find it all down below. The Mitocon key features cover Super 35 sensors, ultra-fast T1.0 aperture, suitable for 4K image capture, 9-blade iris for smooth round bokeh, minimal focus breathing, 160-degree focus rotation, precise focus marks, 77-millimeter filter thread, weighs 1.36 pounds, and it is Fuji X-mount. So definitely some exciting news for those that like the Mitocon lenses. They tend to be extremely popular. Next up, V-Best Life 50mm f1.6 tilt lens for Fujifilm X update. Although advertised as a tilt shift lens, this is tilt only. I have been often asked about tilt shift options for Fujifilm X cameras as well as for the GFX. The native mount options are very limited in case of the GX GFX series. As far as I'm aware of, the only Fujifilm X mount option are the Samyang TS24 F35 ED ASUMC and the Lensbaby Soul 45 F35 tilt shift. Now an FR reader spotted a third tilt shift lens for Fujifilm X, the V-Best Life tilt shift lens 50mm f1.6 for the Fujifilm X mount. It's an f1.6 to f22 aperture with 50mm 2.0 inch focal length and f1.6 aperture lens design fit for Fujifilm X mount mirrorless cameras provides better use feeling. Manual focus, high quality precision mechanisms, including six elements of the five optical designs, enable correction of uh, perspective distortion of photography inside and outside the building, as well as control of depth of field for product photography. XF mount, adopt high quality alloy and optical glass material, firm and durable, effectively reduce the replacement. Full frame, full frame lenses and full frame SLRs can assure high quality imaging while in half frame SLRs can improve image quality, create a dreamy and either real photo style. Tilt shift, the TF lens allows to compensate for perspective distortion, change the depth of field and sharpness zone and soften image if necessary. So definitely an interesting new option for the Fujifilm X mount. It would be nice if there was some sort of tilt shift option for GFX, but I highly doubt we'll ever see that. But you never know. And last up from Fuji Rumors for this week, about editing my first Fujifilm GFX 100S images and saving 10% on Capture One with code Fuji Rumors or AMBFR. Uh, let's see. First, this. Among requests of some members of the Fuji Rumors community, we have added the coupon code Fuji Rumors to the 10% discount code available for Capture One for all products. So from now on, you can use both codes, either AMBFR or Fuji Rumors, to get 10% off. Both are valid. That should be easier to remember. If you don't immediately decide to get Capture One, but maybe try the one-month free trial and then decide to get it, you won't have to check back how the code was. Uh, it would be much easier to remember the code Fuji Rumors. Capture One All Products save 10% with those rumors. And by the way, I have finished editing my wedding images using Capture One. I have delivered the images already, and the couple is very happy with them. Phew! One more thing, as I've told you on the first day I got my Fujifilm GFX 100S, I can't wait to finally bring out my GFX 100S to the mountains and make some landscape photography. 
but an unlucky combination between my wife deciding to take a three-week intensive course and hence me being busy with babysitting followed by a bad weather wave unusual for this time of year I still was not able to do that however I did use a no rain time window to go to the lake nearby my home and take some images of my family Usually that's stuff I love to do with my X-Series gear, especially the XE3 and the XF27 2.8. But this time I went with the Fujifilm GFX100S and the GF32-64 F4. I did share one image of my mini trip on Instagram here in the case once the first GFX100S image I share has already quickly become the most liked one on my Instagram. But since we talk Capture One and editing here, I can tell you this. One of my fears was that editing the huge GFX100S files would be a painful experience. You know, big and heavy files, but in my experience, quite the opposite is true. It's actually a joy to edit GFX files. With a sensor 70% bigger than full frame and with 70% more megapixels than the next highest resolution mirrorless full frame camera, and not to talk of the stellar GF lenses, the amount of data available during your editing process is simply massive, which can be quite helpful in some images. Sure, the more powerful your computer is, the smoother your editing process will be, especially when you edit hundreds of images in a more complex way. But so far, playing around with the GFX files was a joyful experience on my 2018 MacBook Pro, so much so that I am not sure who had more fun, my son in the water or his daddy later on editing the image you can see below. <laughs> so it is great that he's getting some time with his GFX 100S and his new son. And the image is absolutely beautiful. I highly recommend you stop by his Instagram, check it out and give it a like. And that is it for Fuji Rumors, and now we're going to head on over to Sony Alpha Rumors. First up, TT Artisan 50mm f1.4 ASPH-FE lens announced. You can already buy the new lens at Amazon US and worldwide via Pergear. Here is a video presentation on the lens from TT Artisan's official YouTube, which you can check out in the show notes for yourself. Next up, Tamron 35mm to 150mm versus 28 to 75 FE size comparison. Here is an accurate size comparison between the 28 to 75 FE and the new superb 35 to 150 lens. It's quite a bit bigger. Uh, very short article, uh, but it is an interesting comparison, and the new lens is significantly bigger than the other one. It is a nice-looking lens, and I have a feeling it's going to be popular with Sony shooters. A 35 to 150 would be fantastic to have. I'd love to have that focal range on my R-series cameras from Canon. Next up, Sony announces a production delay for the A7S III. Sony Japan announced a production del delay for the A7S III, quote, due to production concerns, it may take some time before the product is delivered for the digital single lens camera, the A7S III. We are currently making every effort to meet the needs of our customers, so please wait for a while. We deeply apologize for any inconvenience caused. Indeed, the A7S III is no more in stock at Adorama, B&H, Amazon, Focus Camera, Photocotch, Calumet, Wex UK, or Park UK. So it looks like if you're waiting to get the A7S III, you might have to wait a little while longer. Next up, latest Sony financial statement reports surprisingly good camera sales and increased their forecast revenue. 
Sony published their latest financial report between April and June 2021, made almost three times more money with cameras and video cameras compared to same quarter in 2020, almost $700 million more revenue. They also revised upwards their forecast. They write, sales are expected to be higher than the April forecast due to the impact of foreign exchange rates as well as higher than expected sales of digital cameras due to higher unit sales, partially offset by lower than expected sales of televisions due to lower unit sales. Operating income is expected to be higher than the April forecast due to an increase in unit sales and an improvement in the product mix of digital cameras as well as the positive impact of foreign exchange rates, partially offset by the above-mentioned lower unit sales of televisions. Of course, it was easy to do better than Q2 in 2020 corona outbreak, but sales are still higher than expected and the forecast is great as well. So more good news in the financial world from a camera manufacturer. Next up, the Sigma 150-600FE, now available for pre-order at Amazon US as well. It says it will usually ship in three to five weeks. The new lens can be pre-ordered at Amazon US, pre-order at B&H Photo, Amazon Adorama Focus Camera in EU at Park UK. It is definitely an interesting lens. I've had the Tamron 150-600 to at one time, and I've read a lot of great things about the Sigma 150-600. to It's an F5-63 to DGDN OS sports lens for $1,499, considerably cheaper than you could get a comparable lens from Sony for sure. And last up from Sony Alpha Rumors, poll, will you consider to buy the first F2 Zoom announced by Tamron? Pre-orders only listed yet, 35 to 150 at B&H Photo, the 28 to 75 Mark II at B&H Photo. We finally got our first Zoom that starts at F2. This is an impressive achievement from Tamron. We have no details about the image quality and the price of the lens, but let's assume price isn't crazy and image quality is very good. I wonder, will you consider buying the new Tamron 35 to 150? Yes or no? And you can vote in this poll, which you can find in the show notes for this episode, and give your own opinion. Would you or would you not order that lens for yourself? All right, that wraps up all the news and rumors for this week. Remember to check out the Liam Photography Podcast Facebook group. It is a private group and you must answer a security question to join, which is the name of the host of the show, myself, Liam. And I've also opened it up to allow you to give the name of a previous guest on the show to show that you are a listener. Once you are in the group, you are free to post your own original work. I'm also the admin of the Fujifilm GFX 50R group, which is the largest group for the 50R on Facebook. If you own or plan to own the 50R, you can request to join that group, but you do have to answer two security questions to join that group. You can find my work at liamphotography.net and follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at liamphotoatl. If you like abandoned buildings and history, you can find my projects at forgottenpiecesofgeorgia.com and forgottenpiecesofpennsylvania.com. 
All right, and that's going to wrap up episode 174 of the Liam Photography Podcast. I wanted to thank all of my listeners once again for subscribing, rating, and reviewing in Apple Podcasts and anywhere else you might be getting your podcasts. I also wanted to remind you to stop by Liam Photography YouTube channel, subscribe, watch the videos, like them, share them out, feel free to comment on them, and hit the bell icon so you can be notified when new content drops. I have two new reviews that will be coming up soon, another new like from Lux CEO, as well as a video ring light for doing video calls via Zoom and Skype that I'm reviewing for another company. So those videos will be posting soon. So make sure you're subscribed to the channel. You can also stop by and check out Forgotten Pieces of Georgia and Forgotten Pieces of Pennsylvania. They have their own YouTube channels as well and do the same for them. I'd greatly appreciate it. Also, remember to enter the latest contest where I'm giving away a Lewinner Wireless Lavalier or microphone system. You have the ability to get four entries via the contest link, which will be in the show notes, and a winner will be chosen in October. All right, everybody, that's going to wrap this episode, and I will see you all again on Thursday.